of off on onto onward? That don't work. Plus, what's that, Matt Hears? Is it the call of the wild? That and more on today's episode of The Real Review. So stay tuned. Welcome to The Real Review. Welcome to The Real Review, sponsored by Parametric and Lazy Ape Studios. We get some of the latest happenings, real thoughts, and perspectives in the world of film and television. I'm here with Matt Manticore. Hey. Ooh, Manticore. Hey. Yes, don't sting me with your stingy tail. And everybody, I'm here with Joel Trash Unicorn Cunningham. Trash Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. I thought <laughs> was, you were going to go Trash it's Panda. It's in the trailer. But yeah, but that's Trash our, Unicorns, but, too. But those aren't in... They're kind of like the Trash Pandas of that universe. Yeah. I think that's true. I would I would have actually really enjoyed because in our world pandas are like kind of majestical, right? Yes, yeah. And but like the trash panda version being a raccoon in that world, mm-hmm. it's unicorn is the trash panda. I couldn't decide if they were like a raccoon or like a rat or what exactly they were going for with those. But <laughs> they yeah. like hiss, yeah, they like hiss at you. I thought like it was pretty. Cat? Fun. I kind of want there to be like a standalone like trash unicorn. Like short films, like series, I think that would actually be pretty <laughs> like fun. yeah, like, like Forky had a series, so they're like, let's give the trash. Yeah, like maybe he's one. the best trash unicorn out of all the other trash unicorns, <laughs> and he's like, he goes on his own magical adventure or something like that. I think that would be pretty funny. I don't know how you spend magical that, trash unicorn. I would have liked that. I didn't. Uh, we can talk about it later. So sure, no worries. Before we get into that, why don't we uh, <laughs> introduce ourselves as well as the podcast a little bit here? So, uh, as stated, I am Joel Cunningham. That's Matt. Hey, we're the Real Review. We like to review things on the basis of kind of how we see films and media. Matt tends to be a bit more of the fan, uh, fun perspective, whereas I tend to be more of the critic, critical perspective. And we put those together to kind of give you the two sides of the coin uh, and do our reviews that way. So, Matt, why don't you? give our listeners some ways to get connected while I get a sip of coffee. Y'all can get connected <laughs> with us a number of different ways. One of them is you can go onto the interwebs with, I'm sorry, I don't know where that came from. It's going to be realreviewmedia.com in which that will actually connect you to one, all of our podcasts, uh, but also uh, all of the social media platforms as well. So Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, which is just simply at Real Review Media. Yeah. And uh, you can connect with us there. Also, more importantly, ask us questions because we would love to answer your questions. And uh, you can do that at uh, our Gmail. Send questions to our Gmail account, which is realreviewmedia at gmail.com. And that's how you can do that. Awesome. Well, today... I appreciate that, Matt. Thank you. We're totally. going to be talking about two films, as mentioned. Onward, which was the big Disney Pixar release of the weekend, and then one Matt had a chance to see a while back, but we just didn't have a good slot to review it, a film called Call of the Wild. Um, so kind of getting into Onward, I'm going to give you the little spiel, a little uh, upfront, and then we can kind of talk about it. Um, set in the suburban fantasy world, two, teenager, two teenage Elf Brothers embark on a quest to discover if there is still magic out there. Director is Dan Scanlon. It has the voice acting of Chris Pratt, Julia Louis-Dreyfus, Julia Louis-Louis-Louis-Dreyfus, Octavia yeah. Spencer, Tom Holland, and John Ratzenberger. So we have two of the Marvels, yeah, man, popping up in this. Um, I was going to say at the beginning Bring there. Down. I don't know what I'm. I'm assuming we all got the same little intro movie. With the Simpsons. Right. Yes. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. I haven't seen something like that in a while. Right. And I was kind of like, whoa, Simpsons are Disney now, which makes sense. They I mean, like introduced not? the Simpsons. They, they said did. they said Disney welcomes the Simpsons. Right. I would have rather had a maybe one of the 
the a Pixar short, unicorn shorts or something. Yeah, Pixar short. Right. You know, I like, didn't dislike it, and I'm sure, I'm sure everybody that's a Simpson fan was probably oogling. But sure. What were you gonna say? That was fine. Yeah, I would have rather had like a short short. My favorite part was the train. Yeah. Bit at the end. The train bit. I was like, meh. <laughs> it's yeah. good. It just it was kind of like. Uh, you're relying on me to know The Simpsons a little bit to <laughs> enjoy this. And I think the, one of the things right. that I've loved so much about their shorts before the other films is they're just freestanding yep. awesomeness and you just get this awesome little adventure mm-hmm. before you get the into main the main meal. adventure. Yeah, the main meal. Right. So uh, anyway, Matt, what were your thoughts on this film? Just kind of general. General? Yeah. I thought it was... Well, first of all, I didn't think the marketing was like super great for this movie. Yeah. Um, but I liked it way more than I thought I was going to. Yeah. Um, there's a couple times uh, where I felt the emotion, but got a little misty-eyed towards the end. Yeah. Um, a little frustrated too, but I wouldn't fault like the story. I knew what they were going for. But I think um, overall, I was pleasantly surprised and happy with this movie. Yeah. Um, I will say... Uh, the character that Chris Pratt plays is like totally Chris Pratt. Like mm-hmm. it's him. It's embodied as a mythical elf, basically. I'm yeah. like, that's what Chris Pratt would act like in that <laughs> yeah. world. Yeah. And I'm like, wow, that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed it. What what did you feel about it? Did you feel pretty I'd say I, I kind of felt similarly as far as the marketing goes. I think I've seen stuff like this enough now mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, imagine if like fantasy characters yeah. really still existed and what they would be like in modern society. What if an inanimate object could talk? Yeah, yeah. I've seen enough of that now to not think that this was like the most inspired genius idea. Sure. So that being said, I don't think the trailers really did a lot of justice as far know. as what type of story this was going to be telling. Same. Um, I think I had a better experience with it than I was expecting as well. I was expecting to come out of it kind of being like, Eh, lower tier mm-hmm. Pixar because we've had some yeah. of those now, um, especially like you know the car films and good uh, dinosaur even good dinosaur even yeah. yeah. And there's a couple of their handfuls in there that I personally am not a huge fan of that other people might have really liked. Right, but right. This ended up being closer to the middle, like yeah. high middle of the pack for me. I don't think it's a bad film. I think it's especially good as well if you have kids, maybe young boys. Um, it kind of teaches them. Some good lessons, and I think that's one of the things that Pixar can do really well. And when they they include in their films, that you you get something of, and they're like human films in the sense that you don't have to be like this kind of person to get something from it. You know, you can pretty much any yeah. person could take something from this film in the message of it and really enjoy that and yeah, it, totally. it resonate with them. I agree. Um, I love the voice acting for the most part. I thought that the voice acting to the characterization fit very well it felt cartoony without feeling cartoonish Mm -hmm. i wouldn't say that this was a huge in my personal view step forward in regards to just the look of the pixar animation stuff like toy story 3 or 4 i should say you know some of the shots were like wow that looks like real life Mm -hmm. even good dinosaurs some of the shots were like that looks real life this definitely looked a lot more cartoonish um, I think it was meant to be that way. I though. think so too. Like yeah. I think they did that on purpose. Yeah. Um, because we know in a way that they can feel more real. And totally, I think yeah. like uh they they did the preview. Was is it soul? Yeah. So they did the preview for that. And some of the shots that were in there, I'm like, well, that looks like it could be real, very real. Right. Yeah. It could totally. have that imbued sense of being because it takes place in like a real world type right. thing. Um, so Not maybe with this one, one they right. decided to go more cartoony because it's a mythical story. I think so. Um that I would say, 
I think that, well, yeah, I think that's about as far as I would go on like my strong positives. Okay. Um, a lot of the other stuff is kind of more middle, like, eh, and then there's a couple bads. So do you, Ooh. do you want to get into that? Yeah, let's do it. Uh, strong positives. Start off with that. Just positives in general. Yeah, Chris good, Pratt's bad, character was really ugly. good. Um, <laughs> really, really enjoyed that. There was, um, some, some cool action stuff that happened. Uh, I think more towards the end that I really liked. Actually, the end of the movie is probably like. The last third of the movie is probably my like favorite because sure. yeah. I felt kind of like mediocre up until that point. Um, yeah, it feels like it finishes strong. Yeah, it finishes really strong. Yeah, um, and um, there there are some like cultural things that I, I like. Like, there's an element of like one of the brothers is like into D and D stuff, and like the other kids like get up, you know, stop, yeah. you know. Yeah. Um, they I I feel like they could have. Um, I think they explained. I like the idea. I really like the idea of like, oh, you know, we just going so accustomed to the easy thing that we stopped even trying for this other thing, you know, the yeah. magic side of things even more. Yeah. Um, I like that, but I don't think they actually dove into that. that they much. didn't. That was kind of one of my issues. Right. I feel like it was very cheap, simple way of just kind of offhandedly going like, oh, well you can fly, but we have planes now. Like you're a pixie. Right. Like, that was a character in the film, but right. like, why wouldn't you still fly? Right. Like, you're not going to spend a bunch of money to get on an airplane. It might be easier, but you'd still fly from here right. to there. You right. know what I mean? Yeah, totally. You wouldn't walk. You would say, so there was like things like that that weren't explained. And I, th- that, or, ride a, or ride a motorcycle with 20 yeah, other pixie. There friends. was a core to this film that I felt like was instead of being like two layers deep, it was like kind of one layers deep. Yeah. And it felt like if it had taken the time to be two layers deep, it would have added a lot to this film. Yeah, totally. It probably would have been a lot higher to me. So specifically, I think if they had come up with a way, like if you think of even the movie Up, yeah, Up starts with its own story that kind of creates this this deeper narrative that plays out over the course of the film, not just in mm-hmm. the main character, but also in a side character that ends up becoming like kind of the main antagonist mm-hmm. of the film. This film didn't have anything like that. It was basically just like, you know, hey, there was magic, but we don't really use it anymore. If they'd created kind of more of a, and this is going to be my opinion, one way yeah. they've done it, but you know, if they created more of like a reason for that, like maybe a negative character, maybe some sort of like disease, some sort of something yeah. that was impacting the world that they would have had to overcome over the course of this journey, not just bring their dad back, mm-hmm. that would have added deeper stakes and it would have added more understanding of like, well, why can't they use magic? Instead of just being like, well, they're just lazy, <laughs> you know, yeah. it, because that's such a blank, like simple, like, oh, well, we're lazy. So we don't use these amazing powers right. that we can just like float in the air and shoot fireworks and make Cheetos ginormous. Right. It's like, okay, it's <laughs> right. hard. Yeah. We're tired. I, some people like you're telling me, I mean, I know even with like, if you look at the world of gamers, the people that literally spend like hours and hours and hours and hours of day doing something that a lot of people would probably consider very tedious, you know, just grinding with games over and over again. There would be people out there that would be so good at magic. Yeah. Like they would have it down. Like here's the angle. Here's the. Yeah. So it didn't yeah. really fly to me. Okay. I, that was more of like, a, that's jumping straight into like sure, a little negative sure, sure, sure. of the film. I'm curious as to what you, um, what you thought were more like the mediocre things or the I thought the bad things. familial relationship okay. was good. Um, I think that was stronger in the third act, like you said, but it was kind of more of a negative. Um, I felt like all of the antagonists in a certain sense of the film were kind of just, eh. 
Yeah. It never really felt like there was any like actual like dangerous stakes. Mm-hmm. I never for a second thought like, wow, they could actually like fail in their journey here. It just kind of felt like here's the next mm-hmm. set piece for them to to overcome. And they were yeah. interesting set pieces. Yeah, totally. But it just kind of all felt very like yeah. overly simplistic. Um, there were some questions that I kind of thought were like funny, but also weird at the same time. I like the manticore and I like that. I think the A plot of the story was good. Mm-hmm. It was a little bit above average with yeah. like something like this a kid's film, but there was no real secondary, third, fourth kind of stories. They had a kind of a minor, mini thing, minor, mini thing going on with like the Manticore and their mom kind of going on their own little mini journey mm. and trying to find them. But that was like such a non yeah. impactful like part of it. It just felt like we have a plot yeah. with the barest. They're basic yeah. of like why they're going on this, but I would do that. Like it was understandable, like what they were doing, why they were doing it all made sense. Yeah. And I felt connected to their journey, mm-hmm. but it just felt very basic. There's a scene and this may have been my favorite scene. Cause here's the one thing Well, I'll put in the like kind of good, but like mediocre side of things is I didn't think it was as funny as it could have been. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there were several times I kind of smiled. Yeah, there was two times I laughed but, out loud. Yeah, there was one time in particular I laughed out loud throughout like a good 10, 15 second part of it yeah. and involved somebody getting pulled over. Oh, yeah. And I was I think the whole thing I, I laughed I was like, time. dude, that was really good. Yeah. That was, there was two parts. That would be the other middle thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It wasn't funny. It wasn't it was, as funny. Yeah. Right, right, right. Especially if you think of like the talents of Chris Pratt, you know, right. and I'm just like, yeah, he's like a funny guy, but. Um, that's just a scripting thing more than anything, mm-hmm. but, um, yeah, that, that, that's kind of falls in the middle ground for me, I think for sure. Yeah. I think what I can say that it did well, like in the third act is it led up to a satisfying, like come together conclusion mm-hmm. where it really resonated and that's Pixar's thing. If they mm-hmm. can pull that off, they're still going to win a lot in my book. Mm-hmm. And it did that for me. It, it still resonated. Yeah. I still felt like emotionally connected with what was going on. Right. But it felt like the journey, like if you look at a thing like Coco, like everything felt very motivated. It felt mm-hmm. very like realistic and interesting. There felt like there was nuance and detail to the world. And each character kind of had their own, in a sense, felt like a mini story arc. Mm-hmm. This one kind of just felt like they were going from set piece to set piece to set piece and then it all just kind of came together in the end in a very satisfying way yeah so it just it didn't leave me it's not like a film that like i'm like oh yeah let's go watch onward whereas like with coco yeah or even like toy story 4 i'm like yeah there's like stuff there that's going to resonate with me each time that i watch the film right you know not just the humor but the characters and the story as it develops out totally so yeah i I think uh I'm glad that they made it, but I'm also kind of like, Pixar, <laughs> I think you can do better, you know? I don't know. I, I liked it more. I think I liked it more than you, but I think Probably. that, um, uh, I, I, I think it's going to resonate with different people based on personal, uh, not personal preferences, but life experiences. Yeah. Um, brothers. Um, I, I'm curious how they're, you know, the recognized lost, uh, people's relationship with their fathers. I mm-hmm. think that's, I think it's going to hit people differently, yeah, you know, and, having lost my father, yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, not to be all emotional, but yeah, like I get that yeah. and it definitely resonated with me. Sure. It just felt like it was, I wish they had earned it a little more yeah, 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 with yeah, their yeah. story. I oh, feel I like you. they didn't really do enough to really like go in the directions. It's like they had a whole series of like, well, they have to get this, this stone. 
yeah. well, why are the stones, where the stones come from? Why are they so powerful? Like, right. oh, they have these wizard staffs that like, well, where do the, the staffs come from? Why are they so powerful? <laughs> you know, where does magic come from? Why is magic being there? Like, there's just a lot of questions that were like just thrown out there that had no answer. That's, like a, part, answer without a, that's a part of what I was saying with the world building. I don't think it was as deep as it needed to be or as uh, thought out or written out into the story as yeah. it could have been. Well, and the, the excuse that I ended up coming up with, and it's never good for me with this type of thing, is like, well, it's for kids. And that's, and that's never good. But that's what it felt like. It literally felt like, well, it's for kids, so we don't want to interject too much of like, you know, fantasy world with, you know, I hope that's not thought, because it's heavy. It gets heavy. The sister of the, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. So, I gotcha. I gotcha. What are you going to rate it? I'm actually going to give it. I've thought a lot about this. I'm giving it a 79. Oh. So it's maybe a little lower okay. or something. Then I'm going to give it an uh, 85, a B. Okay. So one thing I want to make clear, and I think I might just start saying the the numbers and just have the, or saying the letters and have the numbers, yeah. is when somebody says, you know, if I say 85%, I'm like, wow, that's that's really good. I'm actually, anything below a, a 50 or a 60 is failing to me. So that's yeah. kind of the zero. So B, okay. I'll yeah. go solid B, C you're going plus. C plus. Yeah. C plus seems like a fair one to this. It felt like they worked hard on it, but not really. <laughs> yeah. Like I, I'm borderline B minus. Maybe that's why I didn't market it as strong. You know, maybe, maybe they got me like, well, you can't just make this. You know, maybe it wasn't to their yeah quite their standards. So they're they're probably going to start rocking soul marketing really really soon. Yeah, I mean, soul looks inventive. Like it kind of looks like a. That's a tough in, subject. In I'm really curious. Inside Out, but I am so curious to like see how Coco they're going to do and that. Inside Out kind of had their own film. I know, like weird. baby. But it's made by the same people that I think um, made those ones, I think. At least Inside Out. I don't know if they made Coco, but... Well, Pixar did in general. Yeah. But like this director, I believe, is he did Monsters University. Yeah. Which was also another one that I felt similarly the same way. Yeah. Like, it had a good conclusion. Yeah. Everything leads to a good conclusion. Yeah. But the build-up to it is just very mm -hmm. cookie-cutter. Yeah, totally. So, I don't know. I was hoping for more from Tom Holland and Chris Pratt. Yeah, like I yeah, felt yeah, like yeah. they could have been. They were really good brothers. Yeah. Like I'm not saying that they didn't have a good brother dynamic, but yeah. like I was just hoping for more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Oh, also, there's a scene um, that if you're a fan of Shadow of the Colossus, that I was kind of like, oh, that's kind of like Shadow of the Colossus. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways. There might have been some things like that that I kind of missed that were, yeah. you know, deeper. Um, but anyway. All right, Matt, why don't you tell us about your second film that you had a chance to see a film called? Yo, call I got a chance Wild. to see The Call of the Wild. Um, so real quick, sled dog struggles for survival in the wilds of the Yukon. That's a description. It's also based on a book that came out a long time ago. Mm -hmm. um, directed by Chris Sanders, written by Michael Green, Jack London. Stars the one and only Roger Rabbit. <laughs> I mean, CGI dog and Harrison Ford, like, Omar Sy, Cara G. And get this, Dan Stevens is in this movie. Really? And then Bradley Whitford. Yes, Dan Stevens. Mm -hmm. I was shocked when I saw him on the screen. I was like, that's Dan Stevens. <laughs> and let me tell you about that. So anyways, I went into this movie not expecting a lot of it because all the marketing was, look at Harrison Ford and this computer generated dog. Yeah. And I was like... I have no interest to see this movie. Yeah. I went into it and it didn't exceed any of my low expectations. So You set it up beautifully. Right. I was thought you were going to be like, and it was amazing. No. It was okay. Yeah. It was just an okay movie. Yeah. Um, Harrison Ford's great. Um, Dan Stevens is like a cartoon villain. 
Oh boy. He's not a CGI. I'm saying he's like, say, he plays like, say, he's like a cartoon. <laughs> so, let me tell you what I liked about Just it. Just have an entirely CGI movie except for Harrison. I like Harrison Ford. The, they should do the opposite because yeah. he's probably the easiest to direct when he's CGI. I like the I liked Harrison Ford. I liked all the visuals except yeah. for the CGI dog. Okay. Um, like it had some pretty good cinematography, some like stuff like, wow, that's really beautiful, that place that they're at. Yeah. Um, I will say this. Before you get, I, I shouldn't say it probably, but like I understand why they went with a CGI dog, to be honest. Notoriously, animals are difficult to work with on set. And I hear as well, like I love Harrison Ford as an actor, but I hear he can be very difficult to work with. Ah. So I feel like you want to have one difficult thing to work with. Let's make that Harrison Ford oh, man. instead of the dog. Because we can just have a CGI dog. Because I feel time, like Harrison yeah. would be the guy like, the dog's not listening. All right, well, I'm going to be in my trailer. Yeah. You know, come get me when the dog's finally willing right, to listen. Right, right, right. You know, I don't know. My, I don't know. I See, my thing is every time I saw that dog, I was like, this is like, I don't know. I was just taken out of it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I was like, this just looks goofy. The the dog is emoting more than the animals in like the Lion King did, <laughs> you know. And I'm just like, I'm, it's a cartoon dog. So it's not and a it, high bar to pass. No, <laughs> those animals did not emote. It, no, so, well, you know. what I'm saying is that like it shouldn't have been emoting like it yeah, did. I got you. Um, it should have just been like a dog. Yeah, yeah. should have been a dog doing a thing. And yeah. I was just like, oh my gosh. But um, and also I wasn't a fan of the end of this movie. I, I'd never read the book. And yeah. like, for example, I know my dad's a big fan of it. Did um, he pick up the phone? The call of the wild? Yes. He, the, the phone of nature called. That's exactly. where he said it. He's trying to find the phone. Yes, exactly. <sighs> um, but, uh, I, I just, I don't know. I was just kind of okay. The dog, or the dog part was weird. Dan Stevens. I didn't. Okay. So let's talk about Dan Stevens. He's a, he's like the antagonist in this movie. And, um, He's like literally a mustache curler. I'm a bad guy because I'm just a terrible guy. You know, like that's it. And, um, and I was shocked. Like I said earlier, when I saw him, I was like, Dan Stevens, you're better than this. What are you doing? But, um, I, I don't know. It was, it was weird. It was, you know, what's really funny too is, I give them a hard time about the CGI dog, but all the other animals are CGI and they look awesome. Hmm, that's weird. I was like, oh, there's like some close-up of CGI wolves yeah. and they looked real. Yeah. My assumption is they probably outsource different elements and the dog probably was one that just one studio did. Yeah. And they had to do the probably most Probably sent the rest to Weta or something. Right. And they, you know, you can animate briefly something mm-hmm really to look really great yeah. if it's only on screen for like maybe five, six scenes right. versus in like an entire film of yeah. animating something. And it was also a lot more work. Let's talk about verisimilitude for a second because sure. I feel like I feel like the world did not set up a good it's supposed to be like this based on like like real like gold rush time, like mm-hmm. real world type of life. But then you have this animated dog doing cartoon things. <laughs> like in the very opening scene of the movie he's running through you see this in the trailer, but he's running through a house and this dog probably weighs maybe 150 pounds, yeah. but he'll um, like go bounding down a hallway in a house, and like all like all of the like vases like fall over, like just from the weight of the thud on the phone. Like first of all, he'd have to weigh like 500 pounds for like uh, like yeah. to do that, or like yeah. he'd jump on like someone's bed, and literally the bed you see the bed f- mattress fly up into the air, and the person fly off of it. Like oh jeez, I'm like it's just like this really weird cartoon yeah, physics. And it's stuff like a half on. yeah, it's like a half cartoon, half real world mm-hmm. like. I was so confused. Like, who framed Roger <laughs> Rabbit? Like, yeah. I was like, this is just weird. But anyways, I 
that may not have bothered people. It's getting generally good reviews. It just yeah. didn't, I just didn't resonate with it. I didn't think yeah. the ending was very strong. And um, yeah, that's it. I don't know. I'm going to give it a, I'm going to give it a 74, a C. C. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's okay. I had no, this generated no internal drive to like watch it. Yeah, neither Any did I, but you know, I had to see I a movie. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, maybe I'll check it out at some point. Yeah. See, yeah what's, it's all good. see what it's all about. Dun, dun. Dun, dun. All right, cool. Well, we're going to go ahead and wrap things up then on the podcast. Yeah. Um, again, some ways to get connected if you're looking to do so. You can check it out. Check us out on our website, which is realreviewmedia.com. Uh, we also have Facebook, which is facebook.com slash, that's forward slash, realreviewmedia or backslash, whatever. I don't know. Backslash, right? Slashy slash. Slashy slash. slash, slash. Yes, slash, backslash. Backslash realreviewmedia. Uh, we also have Instagram and Twitter, which are both at realreviewmedia. And then last but not least, we would love to hear your thoughts. Thoughts, input, perspective, realreviewmedia at gmail.com is the way to do so. Yep. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. We'd love to hear your input. Um, we value that and we enjoy reviewing stuff. And so we'd love to hear other people's reviews and thoughts on stuff. So, yeah, totally. Yeah. Shoot us an email. Uh, any other thoughts? Any final input, Matt? Uh, I'm going to go see The Hunt this weekend. I'm really excited about oh, that. It's like being uh, touted as the most talked about. Uh, movie that hasn't come out yet and yes. it's marketing. <laughs> I have not heard a lot about it, but I have heard that people are angry people about, it about it that haven't seen it. Yes. You know, so. people are, are judging a book by cover. Literally, that's what that is like. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, there we go. Yep. All right. Well, then it's been real. It's been real.